What's good with y'all boys? This is your boy Anthony coming back to you with another episode of Let's Talk NASCAR. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about the state of NASCAR because today we got a few little juicy details. There are three things I want to talk about. The first thing I want to talk about, NASCAR and NASCAR teams, they're currently getting into it. And the teams and NASCAR were supposed to have met today, but the teams went on strike because, not on strike, they boycotted the meeting because they didn't feel like NASCAR saw eye to eye to what the team owners envisioned. Because my general understanding, the team owners, they want more money per, they want, they want the charters to stay, but they want like more money in the payouts. With that being said, NASCAR, they don't want Charles to be like per- a permanent thing. So there's a little bit of, there's some friction in that category in that scenario. Now what plays a part into this is NASCAR is also trying to negotiate with a new TV, with a new TV deal. And this is big because so far throughout the course of this season, the ratings have been down, the viewership has been down. And a lot of these teams, they really want more money, more of that money specifically. So, this is really a very nuclear situation, if you will, because NASCAR is on the fine line that they have to walk, that they have to, they're based on a tightrope right now. I don't know what the end results will be. We can only just sit there and watch and watch the details unfold. But as of right now, it's looking like owners, they feel like they aren't. This is what I feel like is going to happen. Owners are going to feel more and more like they aren't heard. Or whenever owners don't feel like that they're getting respect, they're getting heard. They're going to start taking more drastic actions. More so like the ones that we like the one that we saw today. It's just going to become more drastic over time. This is strictly my opinion at this point. But this is what I feel like is going to happen. The longer that these talks and the stall out in talks go, the more owners are going to start making more demands to start making bolder moves to get what they want, if you will. Y'all let me know how, what y'all feel about that. But I do feel like that looking at the ratings issue... And NASCAR is trying to get more, NASCAR wants more money, but the overall TV product that we're seeing so far this year, the ratings have been dropping. And the TV product itself has been sort of lackluster, and a lot of people have been pointing it out. That brings us to our second story. The second story that I want to talk about is Colleague Racing. I make this podcast later in the day. Because I want the appeal to come out. The appeal came out to where Collie Racing, they got 75 of their owner's points, I believe, driver owner's points, reinstated. But they still got the 10 playoff points that are gone. And I believe the um 25 points of the 100-point penalty. They still upheld the fine. They still upheld the suspension like they did for Hendrick. But the difference is Hendrick got all their points rescinded. Where Colleague Racing didn't. Now, when the Hendrick appeal first dropped, a lot of garages was basically like, okay, it's fair game. Now, we is basically like anybody can do anything now at this point. But now that this comes out, 
The only thing that can the only thing that can make this situation look good, and I'm pretty sure this has to be the case. I hope it is the case. Colleague Racing didn't present the type of information that Hendrick Information presented. Hendrick Motorsports presented. Which is why they still had that twenty five point penalty and the driver points penalty. I mean the playoff points penalty. That's my opinion on that. However, if a statement or announcement isn't made that there was like a difference in information given, the appeal process, we all know there's two different appeal panels. Let's get that together first off. But if there isn't like no real move made to basically say Hendrick Motorsports gave out more paperwork, they did more homework and they brought together a better case in Kylie Grayson. I don't know how how it looks because right now it looks bad because the announcement just came out, but we don't know all the details of it yet because by this time to, to by maybe even a few hours from now, now I'm making this before everybody goes to sleep tonight. We might get Bob Pockris tweeting something saying that NASCAR said that Hendrick Motorsports provided more information in detail than Kylie Racing, which led to the differentials of penalties or their appeal process. Now, Colleague Racing, they did say they're going to make one last appeal because I believe they can go up to a higher to a higher ranking for the final appeal. But after this, you just got after this, there's nothing you can do after that. If the appeal gets denied or they just say it's the same as what the appeal announcement was today, then there's nothing you can do with that. You can just you just gotta move on. But there seems to be a lot of bias and favoritism towards Hendrick Motorsports in the opinions of a lot of people that are on social media right now, just voicing their displeasure. Now, again, I feel like the only logical explanation, and it's a very nice explanation, by the way, is if Hendrick Motorsports provided more detail than Homer. Now... The details should come out in the coming days on what it was and what it may be, but you're going to have those people speculate, say NASCAR has favoritism on Hendrick. NASCAR probably got paid off by Hendrick. I've seen both of those types of tweets today already. And my views on this is if they did, that's messed up and that's unfortunate. If that's what it is, it's messed up and it's unfortunate. But I don't believe... I honestly believe that there was probably more in-depth paperwork that was given over in the appeal process with Hendrick Motorsports as compared to Colleague Racing. Now, Colleague is also going to get this for last appeal. Now, if their appeal gets overturned at this point, then, you know. But the big X factor was two different panels that did that made the decision for the appeals from the Hendrick Motorsports appeals to the Colleague Racing appeals. Now we have one more penalty appeal, and that will be Denny Hamlin's tomorrow for a behavioral incident. But that's my takeaway on that. My take, no, I'm gonna get my thoughts and opinions on this. My thoughts and opinions: it's a bad look, and if it's like it's just a bad look, and if it's anything other than just simply more information given from Hendrick Motorsports, then it's just a bad look, and it's just. I don't know. A lot of people are just shell-shocked. And 
I'm trying to give the most unbiased opinion I can give right now because I'm shell shocked myself. I feel like all cars should have got the same penalties. But we're going to see as more details come out. Now, my last my last takeaway from this podcast is this may be, it may or may not be true. You never know. But Jensen Button, he was apparently very intrigued with the last, with his outing in NASCAR. And there's a possibility, there's a possibility that he could. Possibly be trying to be a full time NASCAR driver in the future on ovals as well as road courses. And this was by Joe's, if I say his name wrong, let me know, blast me on social media. Joe Sword, this was taken from his, this was taken from, this is a source from Joe Sword. And Adam Stern, he retweeted it as well as retweeting the article. Which is JoseWardWordPress.com. And my thoughts on that is if Jensen wants it, go on ahead, Jensen. You having fun? Like, let's go ahead and get the full NASCAR experience. But overall, I think this is a good thing for the sport. It should translate to more viewership, especially more British fans, more fans from overseas, more fans from the F1 community. My tuning in to watch it once I see Jensen Button racing a full season. I even saw that Jensen Button called the previous race F1 race in Australia and one of the practice sessions. He said something about maybe F1 cars might need spotters or something like that. <laughs> like he's he had fun and I think he really wants to be back for more than just the Chicago street race. It won't surprise me if you see Jensen Button in another car this year or in another race. Probably will be another car anyway because, you know, a guy like Jensen Button, you're going to get a huge alliance agreement for one of the top teams with whatever manufacturer. But let me know what y'all think. Do y'all think Jensen Button should make the transition in NASCAR? And if he makes a transition in NASCAR, what series do you believe he should be in? But those are my three takeaways from today. Those of you who want my Richmond race review, I'm going to give it to y'all right now. It was sort of, it was basically Richmond of years past, but there was more passing. We saw um late race crash between William Byron and Christopher Bell. And then Christopher Bell said Ross Chastain got into him. But if you're... If you play iRacing, you should know what the term netcode means. <laughs> and I want to say that because that started off a whole trend on Twitter, a whole NASCAR trend on social media altogether, actually. Where Ross Chastain memes on things that happened that had nothing to do with Ross Chastain at all, but they just inserted Ross Chastain into them. And it was like Ross did it or Ross was responsible for this. I think that was a funny thing. And that was a fun meme. And while it's already looked like it's and died out, I think this little things like that is something that NASCAR needs. But anyways, that crash happened. And then Kyle Larson was able to win the race, which was on Ricky Hendrick's birthday. And Kyle Larson won in the Hendrick.com, in the Hendrick car scheme. 
And those of you who have been following the sport for a while, y'all know why that exact scheme itself is so important to Hendrick Motorsports. And for Kyle Larson, when I was birth- went on Ricky Hendrick's birthday, and this was Kyle Larson's first one of the season. Also, after getting all their points back, I consider this to be a good weekend for Hendrick Motorsports. You know, the William Byron thing happened, so that was probably the one bad thing that happened. And another thing, Josh Berry finished second after spinning out early in the race. So that's something That's something that I think a lot of people should keep an eye on maybe two or three years down the line, down the pipeline. Especially if whenever Junior does decide to go cup racing. But overall, those are my news and notes from NASCAR. We will be back for Bristol Dirt Race. And exciting news, I will be at Gateway Worldwide Technology Speedway this year. And I actually will be trying to, depending on how the logistics work and how YouTube, social media works, I plan on launching my vlog series that weekend. But follow the page, follow the speaker, follow Let's Talk NASCAR on IG and on Facebook. And follow the speaker Phoebe Wildland on all social media platforms. I hope you have a good night, man. But peace.